And I go, look at me, I'm throwing up. And then I continued to eat poison. Welcome, everyone. Pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode is 177, entitled Feelings and Emotions, Part 1. What is the difference between feelings and emotions? Why do feelings get so much attention while emotions are often, most often misunderstood and ignored? We're talking about that this week at the table, so please pull a seat, pull up a seat, and join us, first-time listeners. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take a relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime, lunchtime. In, Rome. in Rome. In Rome. Rome. Hello. What's um, up? Yeah, we, uh, we're having a good time, as Dusty Slay would say. Um, so... This week has been, I feel like I feel like it's been week after week. We're in this like again. We're There's in this a perpetual like we keep on, <laughs> yeah, we keep on just being so busy and everything. Like what? Well, okay. I, I went back and listened to a podcast from I think it was August. It was it was actually right after Maggie's birthday, and Jay was like, "Yep, and now you you crossed the finish line. Yep, and- <laughs> it's all done. Yeah, and we're right back, uh, not at the finish line, um, but." You know, I feel like I've had so many people from like different walks of life, um, like reach out to me for different things. My and I know no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine, but, but it just seems like it's just overwhelming. Um, thank you for the reminder, Brian, for doing the video. I don't want to forget that. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's right there. Right there. It's <laughs> right there in the notes. Right there. So, yeah. I know. Um, but anyway, so sorry. So I just feel overwhelmed and drowning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel Everything's overwhelmed fine. and yeah. drowning. <laughs> but I want to say something uh, analytical and not comfort. And that is, yeah. and if I may be a pastor for a minute, All right. and maybe it's the wise old sage that I'm trying to become, but I'm noticing patterns more and more and more. And that is different people being attacked in the same way over and over and over again. Yeah. And this is the way for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the way. Is that, a, is that a show? Yes. Yeah. No, Christian, I don't. <laughs> but no, I mean, and I can, I could list the different people and it's like, no, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Like even with Bella, everything's great. Everything is fine. Every benchmark you could hit is great. But something's always a little bit wrong. Yeah. And it's the little things. So, like, in a way, she doesn't even get the credit of anybody saying, oh, poor you, because, hey, you're 21st in your class rank. You are a lead mm-hmm. in the play. You have this. You have that. Look, everything's great. But it's not, and I feel like crap. You know? right. Or, hey, your brother died. That's much worse than what you're going through now. 
Like, right. And like for you, it's like, hey, you got a good job. Now, I'm not saying that her situation is similar to yours. Right. Because you're being continually attacked with being overwhelmed Exhaustion. with right. variables. And well, um, and there was a moment that came up. Um, uh, one of my good friends, Brett Householder, um, I've mentioned him before. Mm-hmm. From and Newcastle. Yes. But I think he lives further than that now. Mm-hmm. Um, Oil City. Titusville. Uh, he might Never even li- li- live out in Ohio at this point. But oh, anyway, what's up, Chris? But, hey, um, Chris is not here, and it's mostly all good. There's no real bad reason why he's not here. So right, if those of you who right. are familiar with the story, there's nothing wrong. He's just, just taking some family time. Right. But he reached out to me randomly last week saying, Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be in town for the afternoon. You know, I'd love to see you. And I was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah, and I was so bummed. I was so bummed because I haven't seen him in years, and like I'm talking, like he just makes me laugh and uh-huh. reassures me on things, and you know, and he was just a great inspiration. Exactly what you could use and need. Yeah, and had no time. Yeah, right. Um, That's the worst. But I did have two amazing days. Well, one amazing day, one one slash moment. Um, so Saturday, uh, we went to Kennywood with uh, Max and Nadia and Gigi, who live right in our neighborhood. Yes. It was the best day. Aw. Great weather. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. It wasn't crowded because everybody's coming in for Fright Nights now, so like during the day, like nobody's Are there. Are they still running the roller coasters and stuff? That was the last day that they oh, were okay. running it. Um, but it was beautiful, like perfect temperature. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was it gorgeous It was day. just a gorgeous yep. day. Not windy. No, and and Maggie and Gigi were like the cutest. Like they were holding hands the whole time, you know. And empty Kennywood is the best Kennywood. What's that? Empty Kennywood is the best. Oh, it's the best. And it was just like it was. (laughs) It's a little bit more preferable than like say July thirteenth Italian Day, Carpenter's Day. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but but it was it was so great, and it was just a good family time, day to breathe. And you know, uh, we 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 rode the turtle all together all six of us Mm -hmm. and just laughing like just laughing nonstop, looking at the kids faces like they were just having the best time and like we got off the ride and max was like man that is gonna be a great memory mental snapshot yeah it was just awesome i can see it yeah i wasn't even there it was so fun the smell of funnel cake in the air yeah oh it was great and um potato patches right there that's true um (laughs) they blend together but uh, the moment, so today, for the first time, I picked up Maggie from preschool. First time? Yeah, like on my own. The other time was she had the Halloween parade. It was chaos. But this was the first time I was picking Regular her up. Regular school day. Regular school day. And like, man, she locked eyes with mine. And she just ran and smiling and like just ta- like she tackled such... me, dude. She like ran full on like into me. Those are indescribable like, moments. It was just so great. I just felt like such a great dad. Like it was it was awesome. Cause was, so like that kind of like that moment today is kind of like trumped everything. Um, but it's yeah, it's been it's been awesome. That's the emotional need of belonging. That's my girl. Yeah. That's my dad. Mm. And you just, you know, nothing else matters in that moment. And Eric's super high on that need. Yeah, exactly. I am. Um, I'm, I was laughing. It's super high. <laughs> Eric's just super high. <laughs> super high right now. <laughs> um, and did it all, like, did you go, my daughter's in school? Or was it just? No, it was just the moment. Right? I just lived in the moment. Yeah. You know, it was just cool. 
Yeah, Ethan and uh, Bella were both in a play over the weekend. It, it kind of a um, an ex- an extension of one they did last year. It like to me, it didn't feel nearly as, as a big deal as what Ethan did last year. Um, he didn't I, have as many lines. He didn't. He he had one line, <laughs> but um, you know, it's still great to see your kids being. And Bella wasn't really in per se, but hey, without was, Bella, that show's dark. Yeah, but so. She ran the spotlight. It's still great to to have our to see our kids doing things. Um, you know, to have those moments where you you pick them up. At, you know, and and I think once again, it's so important to live in the moment with those kind of things because they they pass so quickly. And I know that in a lot of cases, you want Maggie's moments to pass. Like you want to. Be, <laughs> there are. Hey, there are aren't times. you driving yet? Like you know, <laughs> yeah. but but like those things. Yeah. You know, like somebody said. What the days are sh- the days are long, but the years are short. You know, right. and all of a sudden right. you do wake up. My I, son Ethan's fifteen, almost driving. You know, like it's crazy. Drew, yeah. Drew said that about the army that the days go by like years, and the years go by like days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <sighs> you know, we do celebrate our kids as exhausting, as complicated as they can be. Sometimes those are great moments. Um, over the weekend, I on that beautiful Saturday that you were talking about being yeah. at Kennywood and having so much fun. I borrowed a dump truck and wow. got three tons of dirt and filled in the trench um, nice. that uh, Joe and Leah and I dug over the summer wow. or in How the do spring. You calculate that? Oh, by the yard. Okay, they call them yard. Okay, but, but what yard means? But how do you is know actually, you need three? Well, what yard means is actually just like the front loader of a scoop, like a, a, like a boulder. Yeah, like a scoop. Okay. Um, yeah. And how do I cal- how do I calculate that? Well, I knew the trench was a f- about a foot deep and about 350 feet long, and I told that to the, the company, and they're like, oh, you need three yards. Um, I said, all right, I guess I do. You're and like, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Oh, that's, that's what I was thinking, about three. <laughs> Between may- two and four. Maybe two and a half, three, something like that. Um, but, man, like, and I'm just, I'm chucking, like, Shoveling dirt off this this uh, dump truck, feeling like a man, feeling like a man, but then feeling like I, an old man. <laughs> the, no, I actually felt pretty good, and even the next day I felt pretty good. But then, like I just I, I kept and the way the dump tr- the jump the dump truck sits high, and I had it I had the the thing raised, and the way it was set on my on my yard is like it was higher than me as I was digging it out, if that makes sense. And yeah, I kept looking yeah, yeah. up at it and it was just this mountain of dirt. <laughs> like ice in a glass waiting to fall. Well it, it would <laughs> like it, it was falling from here and there, but I just kept looking at it and like it's I'm not getting any smaller. It's not getting any smaller. It's all like and I'm like halfway through, three quarters of the way through and I'm just like I'm gonna have to dump this dirt somewhere or, or talk to, you know, the, the guy I got I, I got a place where you can put it. Well, I, I did actually, I did actually almost call you guys to see if you needed some like fill dirt. Yeah, I mean, it did have like, you know, uh, lines, you know, like electric lines in it, and, and pieces of uh, like metal and stuff. Like they probably just dug up a foundation or something. Like you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, it's it's clean it's fill. fill it's clean yeah. fill, right? Ish. It's not topsoil. So, but right. Anyways, it, in the end, I made it work out exactly right, and oh. I got I got it all done. Wow, I, that's amazing. Yeah, I cleaned out the dump truck, but I moved three tons of dirt. It's a lot of dirt. Yeah. And like Where'd you get it? Um a place called Greg's down in New Ken. It was really reasonable. It's forty seven bucks for the entire load. Um wow. yeah, for that it's, it's a lot that of it gives me a little bit more hope about our hillside. So yeah, here. if you need yeah, if if you want to do that, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll go down to Greg's and uh get you some dirt. All right. Um so I mean 
that was like <laughs> that was my but it was beautiful on saturday it was a perfect day to do it um and i you know i don't mind doing stuff like that i don't do it every day but like right. you know it, it every once in feel, a while some manual well, labor there was a big pile of dirt good. and there was a hole and now there's no more dirt, no more dirt, no and more. no more hole. That's yeah. right. And you did that, and and that makes me feel good because the trench was long, and like, you know, that's just such a hazard. Somebody walks through your yard, and sure. and those late night people, dude. Last week, <laughs> I came downstairs with my gun because yeah. Lex was like, "Babe, there's somebody that like one in the morning, babe. There's somebody in the yard." I said, "Did you say somebody?" <laughs> she said, "Yes." It ended up being a deer named Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being a deer but it's it was that like that moment i was like man i think i'm prepared i got you know i got my defense and then in that moment when it hits i'm like knocking over lights <laughs> like like my pulse i'm like ah <laughs> so yeah. i gotta work on my muscle memory yeah and my routine practice routine for yeah. sure for but sure overall great weekend great week uh you know i'm feeling pretty good and and i'm glad we're here and, and you know kind of glad chris is where he is doing what he needs to be doing right now too yeah uh, in the same vein of the, the play, you know, it's such an honor to be there and to lift up those young people. I would say kids, whatever. But, I mean, it's also an honor because I know, I don't say most, but a lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, because of Bella yeah. and because of Ethan. And, and it's the simplest of things. I forget what day it was. I woke up and I was like, it's my whole you get to do things, you don't have to do things. Uh, that's a nice feeling. And, you know, and it wasn't for that. <laughs> but, like, y- you as an individual can create positive emotions in other people mm-hmm. with simply your words and your intentions. Mm-hmm. Exhortation, yeah. man. Like, it, just to exhort somebody, just to speak, like, life into them, it's amazing. And the kids went out, young people, after the play Saturday night. And they went to Buffalo Wild Wings. And there's a little bit of a running joke with one of the, the young men who last time called me from there because he was eating either, I think they were mild, but they could have been, I'll give him credit, could have been medium. <laughs> and he needed encouragement to get through it because he, uh-huh. they were too hot for him. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> um, his, his name rhymes with uh, Back Zerkovich. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> oh, Back. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and so they were going back to Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday, and you know I said, well, you, you know, he's just like, I'm going to make it tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can go for medium. He's like, I think I can go one more than that. And, <laughs> well, then like an hour and a half later, Bella calls me and said that one of her friends wanted to talk to me, and so they passed the phone around the table, mm-hmm. and with each person, I told them how great they were, oh man, and how special they were, and that <laughs> that back could get through it. <laughs> you know, I don't think so, Mr. Midlow. But um, dude, they're all like, Bella, your dad's the best, and she's like, yeah, no. Well, it, well, it's funny you should say that yeah. because I she said like two of them were tearing up when they got off the phone, mm. and I didn't say anything that great, right? But you, so, but you did, obviously. But you did. Who speaks yeah. into their life like that? Right. Right. And then you go, who speaks into my life like that? But so I even said to Bella last night, I said, we have to do two things. I said, we have to use these next seven months with your friends because you're graduating. Mm. And how do we bless them the most? How do we mm. make them feel the most? Finish, strong, finish the year strong. I said, I number like two, it. I said, because it's a very unique circumstance that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, but number two is, how do we make sure? Wait, what do you mean? Unique circumstances. Yeah. You know the kids like we right, are. Yeah, that, that we know their stories, that we know who they are. Like, I'm not going to know the kids in four years like I know the kids this year. Right, right, No, right. and that's been, right. fun, that's been fun for me, too. And maybe that's why it didn't seem so different or, like, so unique like it did last year. Because I, I have been getting to know the kids, too, like you have. I mean, uh, a 
couple kids came over Sunday night for an impromptu fire. Like they were just driving right. around. They sat up at the church, our church for 45 minutes trying to figure out what to do. And Ethan was like, can we just come have a fire? There you go. It's like, sure. That's and how they, it happens, they man. Came over That's and, how it happens. And they had a great time. That's awesome. And the second thing was that Bella's identity is still Bella, not Bella is mm-hmm. Jay's daughter. Right. That Bella's Bella and that she is their main contact. And, you know, I don't want to take her friends from her, which I, I don't want them to be my friends, but <laughs> I want them to think <laughs> that. would be kind of weird. You know, that she's special. And I said, Bella, you're an important part of this because like one of her friends who's really good friends with Ethan as well, Bella comes to volleyball practice to pick up snacks. I bring snacks for her and whatever friends she gives the snacks to. I bring a whole bag full each Mm -hmm. day. And she said, I wish that I had a relationship with my dad the way you do with your dad. She Mm -hmm. goes, I see the way that you look at him and the way that he hugs and kisses you. And she's like, I just wish I had that. And I'm like, you know, honey, that's 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 a testimony to you as a daughter that you don't push me away and go, ooh, dad, yeah. that you let me hug you and you let me call you my sweet angel girl. And mm-hmm. so it's just a cool thing. And it goes to uh, my point, which is, boy, people just need love. Oh, so much. You know, we hired mm-hmm. a new Young Life guy and, and some of the people on our committee were saying, well, it's different here. You know, it's difficult here in Penn Hills and at Woodland Hills and mm-hmm. the kids are tougher and there's, it's not a typical suburban high school. And I'm like, right, they're desperate mm-hmm. for love. Mm-hmm. They're desperate for attention. You can go up to any kid and talk to them about anything about their life. Mm-hmm. They're going to listen. Yeah. Because they always feel so bad about a lot of what's going on in their life. And that is sort of what we're talking about tonight is that there's a lot of people who are going through life hurting. We get that. That's, I always screw this up. And I think it was Matthew, Matty P., uh, when he was like eight. He was like, misery and woe. That's all life is. <laughs> I was just like, wow, kid. <laughs> And it's wrong. I don't know who said it. Or he could <laughs> Even talking to somebody. the general. Right. <laughs> the general told him, ah, you'll be all right. <laughs> that was in Afghanistan. It's, it's all misery and pain. But um, we're talking about how people are very in touch with their feelings. I feel angry. I feel upset. I feel this. I yeah, feel the memes. That. Oh, I, I felt that. All the feels. All the feels. Mm. And mm-hmm. we wanted to, we briefly, briefly mentioned it last week. And what's the difference between a feeling and an emotion? Mm-hmm. Because we talk a lot about emotions here at the table. Mm-hmm. And we do talk about feelings. But in the world, it's mostly feelings. Mm-hmm. And so we thought it would be really good for tonight and probably another couple weeks yeah. to talk about the difference between feelings and emotions. And I, I thought of what happens in relationships. And when I say relationships, I don't just mean romantic. I mean parent-child. I mean neighbor-neighbor, whatever else, that... I would say it's 80% of the time it's feeling versus feeling mm-hmm. when there is conflict between two people. I'm mad. I'm mad, and now I'm scared that you're mm-hmm. mad. Or I'm, I'm very you know sad, and I'm afraid, and now I feel guilty because I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like a piece of crap because I didn't do what you needed me to do, and you're angry at me. And it's feeling versus feeling. And it becomes quite unproductive. Mm. <clears throat> and I think it works out when people apologize, like the like public apologies. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You know, like the, right. those are so many apologies. Feel so good when you receive that apology. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You really made me angry the other day. Well, I didn't mean to. Okay, I guess we're good then. Yep, there it is. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Top notch. Occasionally, you have feeling versus emotion. Mm-hmm. And there was a situation this summer between Rachel and myself. Now... I'm the expert, and Rachel's married to the expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rachel is, I will say, very well-versed, mm-hmm. 
much more reluctant, mm-hmm. much less aggressive with emotional responding. And so I shared with her as a wife, hey, you know, when you washed my clothes inside out, it left me feeling disrespected. That's not really what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm just giving that example. <laughs> and she heard me say, I'm angry with you because you're not a good wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she felt very defensive. Mm-hmm. And she felt like, and a little bit angry, and felt the need to tell me how she's not a bad wife. And that, you know, so it was in that motion, I'm expressing an emotional hurt, saying, hey, I, ha- I had a need for, I don't know, respect that you would wash my clothes the right way. Again, not the example. But she felt as if I was condemning her and saying, you're a terrible wife, mm-hmm. which then therefore made her feel angry. And so she had to come back. And it was very unproductive for the first, I don't know, hour and a half (laughs) until it hit me what was going on, that I'm talking emotions, she's talking feelings. And I was able to go as slow as I possibly could while joining her and her emotions. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you that you're doing these things on purpose, that you're you know, taking my clothes inside out going, forget that guy, this is going to piss him off. I said, that would make you a terrible person. I'm just alerting you to the fact that when you wash them inside out, you're making me feel you're not meeting my emotional need in this way. Mm-hmm. I said, if you were doing it on purpose, you would be a maniac. You wouldn't care about me at all. <laughs> right. But that's the way she was receiving it. That was what, how she was feeling. Two completely different levels. In that regard. Two completely different levels. And so when it was feelings yeah. versus emotions, it was like we were talking in two different languages. languages. Yep. What we want to get to is emotion and emotion. Mm-hmm. Then you can have real healing and productive emotional responding between the two. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the difference between the two, yeah. well, then you're just going to be caught in this big quagmire. Yeah. Um, so feeling, do we want to do number two? Cause you, you, you put number two in here. Yeah. So I think it's a more qualifier. So it's, it is important to note that psychologists spend years studying and defining this on a clinical and scholastic level. It's our goal to, it's our goal and motive to make this reliable and understand, relatable and understandable on a practical level. Right. So if you're somehow in your third year of grad school and you're like, well, actually, uh, you know, Jenkinson said, like, we get it, we get it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking to my peeps down yeah. in West Virginia, talking to my guy out in Oklahoma, wherever yeah. he is, breaking 90. Um, you know, we're talking to regular people mm-hmm. in regular terms so that you can apply it to the relationships that you're in. Right. right. Um, so feelings are ambiguous and superficial, found directly in the conscience. You're well aware of your feelings. Yeah, and again, the world deals pretty clearly and abundantly in feelings. Um, And so, in so much of the way that the world is today, the world is ambiguous and the world is superficial because of that surface level dealing of feelings, you know? Um, And that's what we're going to continue to unpack here. Well, and we're going to get to and definitely not tonight, narcissism and 
pride and the world revolving around you. Mm-hmm. And how dare you say that my feelings... I can't wait till we get to that one. <laughs> I'm so excited about that part. <laughs> you know, but, but that's sort of it. Like, it's the feelings matter. There's so much equity in mm-hmm. feelings that I feel outraged. I feel offended. I feel this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no counterattack to that. Well, you shouldn't feel that way. Right. Well, that's not good emotional response. Right. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it's sort of a, a an emotional trump card, mm-hmm. for lack of any other term. You know, I, the parent that came at me two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I feel like my daughter should be playing. And oh, really? I feel disrespected. And so I said, well, I understand that. Your daughter's wonderful, and I enjoy coaching her, but she, she's not better mm-hmm. than the two people who are ahead of her. Right. You know, and I, and I gave her, you know, I explained it and everything else. I, I just don't understand why she's not playing. I'm like, uh, well, we're at an impasse here. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's something we'll talk a little bit more about when we get into the narcissism narcissism part. But that that what you just said, I feel like my daughter should be playing more. Well, the fact is, based on my evaluation as a coach, she should not be. But that person is creating an entire reality full of feelings based on that feeling. So in other words, I feel like my, sh- my daughter should be playing more. She's not because here are the reasons. Well, that makes me feel angry. You know what I mean? And that's such the level that the world deals on. And it's so fleeting and it's so ever shifting and it's, it's, it's so unproductive. And it does not satiate. It does it, not. Like no. sh- this person. It's like sugar. Did not walk away from that like, conversation going, you know what? No. This was productive. Like you're trying to eat a nutrient dense diet and you know, like those are avocados and which would be the emotions. Most people are walking around just consuming the sugar of feelings. Like you said, it does not satiate. Um, I, f- I feel like we're at like uh, the highest point in history of people. Like you get like you gave facts and not not facts, logic, and reason, but no, no, I did. But, but I had first said, right, right. I truly understand where you're coming as a mom, and I, you know, your daughter's great. I right. joined her, but, but the then I day, joined her, her. But then you, then you gave her the reasoning. Your job is to make an objective <laughs> evaluation, evaluation and decision. But then, like, she can't get past the feelings, and like I, like we deal with this at work sometimes. We're like, here's the data. <laughs> I know how you feel, and I know that like it hurts because like this thing that you did was unsuccessful. Oh, could you use the example? I don't want to blow, get you in trouble at work or whatever. Yeah. But when somebody wanted, you know, a search item to come up number one for your job and it would have taken like your annual budget. Oh, oh, I know what it was. I just don't want it. It was, yeah, we can't, I can't do that. Right. But I mean, but <clears throat> my point is, Hey, I feel like we should be number one. And you're like, there is physically and you know, yeah, we don't have the budget technically and financially. Yeah. No way we can do that. Right. So it'll make us here we are. tens and tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and but it will cost millions. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. It's, and but I, I feel like we should be number one. Yeah. And I feel like there's just so much of that in the world. And I don't know if it's like, and I don't mean to like be, you know, old man Eric, you know, but like, is it the participation award culture? Like, is it like, you know, is it all these things that have been like kind of bubbling up over the last, you know, 30, 40 years? that is making people soft and then like well i feel this i feel this it doesn't matter what you say i feel this i feel this and or is it a pendulum swinging because if we go back to the 50s before i was born 
you know, there there was no talk of feelings or emotions. Right. Nobody well, was, there was worse. No therapy, or not, there maybe was... not worse, but like it's that it is the opposite of yeah. like everybody sweeping it under the rug. Yeah. We're maybe drinking it away or, you know, whatever. I shared the story yeah. of I was commiserating in my first job out of college with another guy who worked for the same boss. And I said, you know, we're babies. Mm-hmm. Our, our grandfathers and great grandfathers worked in the steel mills and the coal mines 12 hours a day, six days a week. And here we are whining about all this. Mm-hmm. And he replied, yeah. And they were all alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. so that's what that was then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And now we've swung the pendulum so far over that there's so much equity in feelings, though, mm-hmm. yeah. that as we're talking about and we're describing them are fleeting and subjective. Why do you know? I, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm scared. I'm this. I'm that. You can't argue away a feeling. Yeah, and and they do matter, but they they matter because they're indicative of underlying emotions. Yeah, and I th- I think it's important to recognize in this world, in this life, in this reality, there are principles that are just true. And when you live by those principles, such as the emotion, like the, we'll be getting into the emotions, those were principles, those were given to us and made part of our identity. So when you start to unhinge yourself from principles and just live in this surface world where it just vacillates and there's nothing real there, of course you're going to be angry. Of course you're going to be unfulfilled because you're never solving the problem. You're unhinged from reality. And I don't want to say that in an insulting way, but when you look around the world today in a world that is dealing in that superficial, ever-changing place of feeling versus feeling well, and I think of like, course you're gonna. Of course, we're gonna have a world that's going mad and is unhinged from reality. Right. There's you, there's no substance or principle. And you're not denying feelings. It's just no, that, no, no. I'm not. Right. Uh, feelings are feelings are an extension right. of your emotion. Like right. But you can't live there. Right. Right. It would be as if, um, I was throwing up every day, and mm-hmm. I go, look at me, I'm throwing up, and then I continued to eat poison. Mm-hmm. Well. The throwing up is the emotion, is the feelings, is the feelings. You know, it's like being, do, you know, instead of being diagnosed with cancer, you're diagnosed with tumor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you have tumor. Mm. Oh, okay. Should mm. we get rid of, you know, no, it's the cancer that's causing the tumor. You know, the, the feelings are the outer manifestation of what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. But if we only look at the exo behavior, we don't see the, you know, the inner workings of what's really going on. And it is important to say, as we talked about when Eric was sharing what he's been going through with life and how it's just this groundhog day of busyness and overwhelmedness and Bella's situation, we, we are spiritual beings and there is a God and there is an enemy mm-hmm. and the enemy dwells in manipulating feelings. Mm-hmm. And that is something, you know, wise old sage, I want to make sure I see as often as possible mm-hmm. so that we can not, you know, not obsess over it, but recognize it. And um, it's just, it's something that is very prevalent in the spiritual realm. Mm. Yeah, because again, um, one of the things that a master magician does is make reality undefined. You know what I mean? Like the manipulation, in order to do a good illusion, you have to take somebody's attention away from something that's right. real and the put distraction. It, yeah. And put it on. Yeah. Dis- and that's in, in so many ways, that's what our society does, whether it's through marketing or politics or all of these things are that, that, that distraction from what's really going on, you know? And, and so, like you said, that it, it is a, it, that's, 
that is Satan's playground is that is that ambiguousness, that undefined place, wherever we're talking about. And and the feelings are kind of that that currency that is is used in order to to manipulate our realities. Like mm-hmm. I said, like you going back to your lady that came at you and said, I feel like my daughter should be great. That there's nothing solid there because you can't back that up by objective ob- objective truth. You've already, you know what I mean? So and I and and that's why again in a lot of ways why I feel like this world is in such a mad state because you have feelings against feelings and none of that's real. I mm-hmm. mean it's it's again feelings are real, but it can't it can't be the basis for your reality because your reality will become warped. Yeah, none of it's productive. None of it's productive. So Yeah. Um and I think if you for for those who sit here at the table with us, we talk about the emotional cup. I was just looking up which episode did we talk about it and I didn't find it. But let me go to our Substack at lunchtime.substack.com. Wow, what is a Substack? It's another new vehicle that we have in order to get more engagement from you. Um, you can find every single one of our podcast episodes at lunchtime.substack.com. We're, we may be changing that, but for now, lunchtime.substack.com. There's comment sections. Um, it's a it's a great community that we're going to be building over there, but every single one of our episodes is over there, laid out really, really nicely. So I would encourage you I to go. I would say episode 60. Yeah, go sign up. Go get on, on the list and... Every time somebody comments on a comment of yours, you'll, you'll get a notification. It's and really cool. It's four. a lot of fun. As it is that the feelings we're talking about most are anger, fear, guilt, mm-hmm. and self-condemnation. I think if you look at what's going on in our world today, negative emotions. I mean, there are other feelings that are good. And that's, that's another whole topic, happiness versus joy. Wait a second. So these are the, we've talked about this for year, years right. now. The four places that hurts go are anger, fear, guilt, and self-condemnation. Those are feelings? Those are, I would say absolutely those are feelings. I feel angry. I feel scared. I feel not worthy. I feel guilty. I feel that it's my fault. I feel that you're attacking me, hence. If you think of all negative emotions, they basically boil down into those four categories. Right, and I guess we've never really talked about that. What? Okay, this is where they go, but is a hurt or is is anger, an, is, is it an emotion or is it no, it's a, a feeling. feeling? I feel angry. That's so interesting to me right now. I feel angry. What about sadness? Because sadness is a feeling, but that's not... It's also a character in Inside Out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Great movie. Good movie. movie. From the inside. From the inside. Um, sadness? I guess you could put that in there. So, but I mean... What, what, I think, no, I mean, like, would it... Where does that go in the cup? Yeah, like... I would say match that up is with a any of those four? tertiary one in that I'm sad because I'm angry or I'm sad because I feel guilty or I'm sad because this happened. We get at it. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, it's, uh, we don't need to because we're. I mean, it's not. You feel my point is like if somebody dies, right? And, like, and you, like somebody close to you dies, and you, you're gonna feel sad. But you may also feel angry. If somebody dies, you will have a loss. So that is your sense of belonging. This person who matters a lot to you. So you have a need for or need for comfort. So it, it could be inside. It's more of an emotion. Sadness is more of an emotion. Okay. Um. But it's also, like I said, it's it's sort of a tertiary response to a feeling, whereas right, like happiness is a I feel happy. Right. Well, that's having a need met. Right. Therefore, you feel happy. Right. Right. Or you feel in love. 
mm-hmm. because somebody met your other needs. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, so with sadness, I would say it's because one of your emotional needs was not met in some way. Right, and so therefore yeah. you're, you're you're feeling sad that you're either angry, sad, but or a hurt, angry. A hurt doesn't go to sad. A hurt goes to one of these four places. Like, is it possible for somebody to, when they're hurt, to go to sadness without having these other four that we've constantly been talking about over the past couple of years? Because if, if sadness is a feeling, and these are these four, hurt, guilt, fear, and self-condemnation are feelings, and, it, and if it does just go to sadness, is that something healthy? But I guess if, the, if, if you're hurt and it's not met, and it's going somewhere that that's not healthy because your hurt is not been met. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, except I was thinking the whole time you said that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. To be very honest with you, I mean, is it a feeling? Or is it an emotion? And again, I got no problem adding it to the feelings of you know when a again somebody dies. Well, I'm sad. Okay, because well, you lost somebody. Sense of belonging. Sense know, of belonging. Right. So you need comfort. It depends on how you lost them. You might need security. So is it is that in fact an emotion because it's an emotional need not met, or is it a description of how you feel because the emotional need was not met? I think it's that, right? Which is therefore a feeling. Right. So okay, so angry, guilty, fearful, self condemning, mm-hmm. sad, sad. <laughs> but then I mean you can add, you know I was gonna say pissed off, but then I think that falls underneath angry, angry, yeah. right, right. Whereas people are well uh, hang on uh-huh no seriously because like if you, well maybe you feel guilty because you didn't spend enough time with that person before they passed away you know what i mean like the reason why you're sad is because but is that a description of why you're sad it could be like i feel like it could be like oh i missed out and i didn't have that sense of belonging you know you know yeah, what I, mean? I think you're reverse engineering it some yeah because you just might be sad because you're gonna miss that person or I'm sad that I didn't get to go to... But I think it goes deeper, like we always go with the emotional needs, where it goes deeper because you're sad because this, and you because you feel guilty. All right, so we lost the game, and I'm sad. I feel guilty because I didn't do good enough. Well, yeah, we didn't lose because I'm... Yeah, didn't we, do well enough. Didn't do well enough. I don't feel good about how much I didn't do. Well, or I feel like I'm not worthy. Yeah. Right. Why? Why would we win? We might not win the next time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm fearful. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it still works. Sad's on the fence. We'll put them in both places. Yeah, for now. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We stumble I'm into this. I'm kind of fascinated by that. What are you? Fascinated. Fascinated. But once again, and in conclusion on feelings, people are keenly aware outside of trauma where they've completely detached. And we've been there and we've seen those people where it's like everybody in your family was just murdered by a raccoon. You know, the person's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that person's not in touch with their feelings. We're saying the average, oh, good old AJ. Average mm-hmm. Joe. Oh, AJ. The average oh, yeah. Joe is keenly aware that he's angry, that he's happy, mm-hmm. that he's sad, he's whatever else. Whereas emotions are far different and they exist much more in the subconscious. And really, a lot of what we try to do at the table is bring them to the conscience, you know, so that when you get angry, you go, wait a minute, mm-hmm. why am I angry? And I think that brings us to such a new level of emotional health mm-hmm. and stability. And I do believe it's, I know that it's possible to, to get to that level. Mm-hmm. You got to get better. It's a muscle you got to exercise. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, 
Oh, it's that nebulous thing. That's that pit in your stomach. It's that acid dripping down the back of your, you know, spine and it's the different feelings and everything else, but it's, it's just emotions. Mm -hmm. Emotions and emotional awareness are intentional and defined as we've been doing for the past 176 episodes. Um, and, and again, like we talked about over the past couple of weeks with um, Love Your Neighbor, you know, all that stuff does start with intentional, uh, intentionality and awareness. And so when we talk about this feelings versus emotions, you know, I think one of, one of the practical steps is to, as you go through your day, you know, and, and somebody that's been listening to this for a long time has a, has a you know, pretty good background in what we've talked about as far as emotions. Um, but I think we all can maybe do a better job or a more intentional job as we walk through our day of, of saying, you know, the Bible talks about taking every thought captive, right? And, and I, I think that like, I, I've, I've tried to do that. That is a discipline. It is a practice. I've tried to do it from, for a long time because just like a computer, you got garbage in, garbage out, whatever's floating through. There are so many things in this world that are bombarding us. And so to be intentional about your thought life. But I think we need to have that as well with this, this idea of emotion, with, the, with our emotions, is are these things coming to the surface in my gut? I feel bad. Like, be intentional about that. You know what I mean? When you're feeling down, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling ambiguous. What do you mean by be intentional about that? What I mean is... is if you've been so comfortable living based on the feelings in your life rather than the emotions in your life, one, I think one of, the, one of the best practices to do is to start saying, okay, whereas once I would have just said, I'm sad, take that a step further now. Why are you sad? You know what I mean? Like, like be intentional about making those leaps and really look for it in your day to day because even us, like even us, you know what I mean? Like we can take this a, and, and make this a better practice for us, you know? And I think we do a pretty good job of, of getting to the emotional level and, and getting to the, everything that we've been talking about, but we can always do better in that. Um, so you're saying is when you have a feeling, it's very important to ask why. Yeah. Assess it. Have some, have some awareness. Why do about I feel it. that way? Yeah. And it's, you know, well, because for, for a lot of people, this is going to be like a radical new thing. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely, like, it is. And so that's why we're doing it, right? And and so I, I guess what I'm saying is, just in order to start taking these these additional steps to more emotional health, you have to start at that feelings level. And in order to start at the feelings level, you have to take those feelings captive, for for lack of a better you know term, and assess them and and go deeper with them. Right. And that's, that's why I'm sort of asking you to define, and you did, what does it mean to take something captive? I don't think the average Joe is going to yeah. say, oh, I got to take that captive. The intentionality, I guess. Or ask why. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pissed mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because you were late. Right. Okay. Why does that piss you off? Well, because uh, we're not going to be on time. Why? Well, what does that say about you? Well, it's going to make me look like a fool. Okay. So what is that? Oh, People aren't going to respect me or people are going to reject me. Mm -hmm. So the one is respect. Mm -hmm. The other one is acceptance. Or I'm not going to be included the next time we go out. Oh, that's belonging. Or uh, I'm always on time and you're never on time. And now we're going to be late. You don't appreciate me. You know, ask the question mm -hmm. why and keep doing that yeah. so that you find out what's important to you and you can com communicate that to somebody else. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think for me, some of the best times of realization, you know, as I've, as I've, 
I guess, develop this um, muscle, muscle habit, uh, discipline when I walk away from somebody after an interaction. Um, you know, like how many people walk away from a conversation with their boss and they're just they're just pissed for the rest of the day or they feel sad, but they never they never they just and then they go home and they just watch TV and go to bed. And then so I think for me, like I know for me, some of the most powerful times of introspection are after I've had conversation. And that's why I like to talk so much to people, you know, it, it, and have conversations because they always leave me feeling something new or different or disturbed or something. You know what I mean? There, there's there's a there's a something that happens in these interactions with people and we're all interacting with people. So I think what I'm saying is if you're looking for a place to really start to understand how to dive a little bit deeper and you haven't been there yet, notice that when you walk away from somebody or have, have had a conversation with somebody, what are you feeling in that moment? Okay. But then don't stop there. Process it. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, use that as kind of a, a starting point of, if you want to develop more of this muscle discipline, maybe use that as a signal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And if you think about abusive relationships, which are not always physical abusive, there's right. oh, certainly absolutely. a lot of mental abuse, right. but there's also subtle abuse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know of pastors who have, they would actually have the leadership in the church take the Enneagram tests Mm-hmm. And then he would study it, and then so he use, could manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that they would, he would leave somebody in their fear all the time, mm-hmm. or he would leave somebody feeling wow. really, or he would beat them down. That is psychotic. So that they felt like they weren't that is, okay. That's insane. And so if you sit there every day and you're around somebody and you go, "Wow, I just, I just feel so inferior around them." Well, mm-hmm. okay. Well, why do I feel inferior? Oh, okay. Well, because they did this, mm-hmm. they did that. That's insane in general. That's really insane for a pastor to do that. Well, wow. For another podcast, that breaks my my heart. wasn't It wasn't me that he did it to, and it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not the pastor. (laughs) Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, Pastor AJ. But as we uh, as we you know go forward, it's it's why it's so important that we understand what the emotions are because we do just exist in our feelings. And you sit there and you go, you know, well, I guess my feelings don't matter. Well. Yeah, they matter, mm-hmm. and they're indicative of something. We're not saying feelings don't matter. Right. Yeah. We're saying they're the alarm bell. They're the they're the mm. they're the alarm bell that says something is wrong, and you need to figure it out. If you just stand on a hill and scream, "I'm angry," mm-hmm. well, now you're just a lunatic. But if you sit there and you say, "Hey, listen, Pastor, uh, when you said this to me, it made me feel this way because you didn't uh, respect me and you didn't." appreciate all the work I've been doing here. That pastor at that point is trying to manipulate you is going to be like, Oh, Oh, something happened. Mm. And now you've taken their power away from, you You know, we look at power dynamics. We look at frustration. I mean, in church, we've been talking about frustrations with relationship and frustrations in faith. When, when you flip the power dynamic from somebody who's manipulating you with your feelings and you show them, Hey, Here's the emotions you're not meeting. And again, it's a power dynamic. Okay, it's your boss. You can't do it. Whatever. We can we can talk about how you go to get help you can, otherwise. You can still do it. Oh, you can you can flip a power dynamic mm-hmm. real quick on yep. somebody by understanding because not they're only- principles. Because they're principles. And when you do that, when you tap into it, everybody knows it because it's ingrained in every single one of us. And that was, you know, more of what we were going to talk about as far as the emotions. 
they are concrete and tangible. They're as real as our DNA. So when you are able to really get into this level underneath the surface where most people live, when you start talking about emotions and you start practicing that, people are going to feel it deeper than they feel it almost anywhere else because they're eternal, because they're in our DNA. Well, they're biological. Yes. As much as anything else. Yeah, and, and, and again... In the future coming, maybe next week, we'll talk about how, where they come from, God, and we're going to show how God exhibits it, but, um, <laughs> but, but yes, they're, they're, they're fundamental, and when you tap into that, people know they, they walk away changed. Imagine if you said, um, blood doesn't really exist, mm-hmm. or bones, no, they're not really, I don't, I don't really acknowledge them. I don't feel that's right. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. But yet everybody does have emotional needs. We talked about needs the last couple of weeks and everybody has physical needs. We get that, mm-hmm. you know, intellectual needs. Sure. Mm-hmm. Spiritual needs. Okay. Some people might say no, but you know, it depends <laughs> on how you define it, but you get to emotional needs. They are real. And so when you have the ability to understand them, imagine if you understood everything about the human body, physically, just physically. Yeah, you'd be smart. You'd have a you'd have a leg up on just about everybody else and staying healthy. If you mm-hmm. knew when you ate it, you know, whatever you ate, you're like, oh, this is gonna raise my protein level this far. This is mm-hmm. gonna make my insulin and protein come interacts this, with and magnesium. everything else. And so therefore, okay, I can, you know, you'd be like this high, mm-hmm. you know, optimized individual. Tom Brady. If you will. However, emotionally, when you have an understanding of not only what they are in general, but as they apply to you mm-hmm. and then, and here's, I mean, here's where I've got to be careful as I study this so much. And I know this so much, you know, that pastor's a real douche. Mm-hmm. I believe is the biblical term for mm-hmm. doing what he yeah. did. Yeah. Sometimes I've got to be careful that I don't do that to other people because I know I can, I mean, I can, mm-hmm. I can manipulate anybody that I want. Um, so I have to, it's same thing. Uh, and, an unguarded strength can become a double weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for too many people, it ain't even a strength. No. And so the more that you're equipped in going and saying, okay, what does my boss always need? Oh, they always need appreciation. They always need attention. They always need this. You walk in the office every day to this boss who tries to intimidate you or, or tries to make you feel like crap or whatever else. Mm-hmm. You walk in every day and you say something that meets their emotional needs. Guess who's not going to get it? That's like the Dane Cook joke about give the weird guy <laughs> in the office the candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give him candy every day. So when then he flips out, Marcus. he'll break into your office and go, thanks for the candy. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. going to not get that abuse that day. Yeah. Hmm. Um, emotions are what fuels our feelings. Yeah, we've covered that. Yeah. I think we've covered most of this. No, now, we've right? wrapped that much up. Yeah, I think I think we're... And this is kind of where we wanted to stop. Yeah, we want to we want to stop here. I mean, I would wrap it up by saying, if you you know, it's the emotions that are unmet, mm-hmm. the emotional needs, I should say, that are unmet or taken from us, which we have defined as a hurt. Mm-hmm. That's what fuels the feelings. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, people exist only in their feelings, and they're not aware of what's causing it. Mm-hmm. They may know the circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why are you hungry? Well, I haven't eaten. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Because you made me mad. All right. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. Yeah, like right. think, think about how many, just how many people will sit and spend four hours on Twitter reading their bubble, you know, in their bubble, 
And then they walk away from their computer or their phone and you just feel like garbage. You're outraged. You're guilty. All the things we said, like it's those, it's those moments and those times and those places where you have an opportunity. If that, you know, if that's something that resonates with you where you're just walking around going, Oh, there's just this pit in my stomach. I can't define it. You're probably more living in your feelings than any, anything else. And you have to start taking those thoughts, those feelings captive, making it into the discipline of assessing it through the eyes of emotions, because that's where you're going to get that peace from. That's where you're going to get that clarity from. That's a way that's, it's an interesting uh, exercise because I don't know if anybody that looks at social media for any extended period of time and then goes, ah, I feel great. This is great. <laughs> I feel I mean, unless you're looking at cats. I mean, I think dogs. what's going on down in Brazil is fantastic. I think the election results, I think that's just great. Yeah. See? No, you get mad, you get angry, or And then it's way. unresolved. Well, so then you got to go, okay, right, so when I walk away from social media in a given period, whether it be two minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, maybe you do feel great. Oh, I looked at those pictures of that party, mm-hmm. and boy, what a cute grandson mm-hmm. you have. Okay, good. Awesome. Why do I feel that? Well, because belonging is important to me. And it, it is important to do it even like not, not just when you're feeling down or bad right. or ambiguously weird. It's also important to do it when you walk away feeling happy. Why are you feeling happy? What is that offering to you? Because you got 10 likes. You got 10 likes on your last post. That's dopamine. Yeah. That's nothing. That's <laughs> Well, but that's recognition. That's, that's, that's a 10. No, that's attention. Or that's respect. Okay, I see where you're going. I'm yeah. saying both mm-hmm. ways. Why do I feel good about this? Yeah. Why am I angry right now? Or am I scared of what's going to happen in the future? If you leave it without going there, then it becomes narcissistic, which again, we're going to be getting into. Which Right, and that's sort of the feelings level. Mm-hmm. And so but whether yes, it's you were good saying it's, it's an exercise. A good exercise. A good discipline to learn mm-hmm. how to do it in real life is when you walk away from social media, what do I feel right now? Okay, but why am I feeling that way? Because it's a lot more difficult when... Mm. It's your wife, when it's your kid, when it's your boss, when it's your neighbor coming at you, and you're like, now I'm just angry. And you're like, well, hold but on. But it's still a important second. to do that, even if you have to do it later. Oh, no. You know, do a I'm debrief. saying it's easier to do it one on one, one on none. Oh, I see what you're saying. Looking at social media, going, wait, why did that make me angry? Because yeah. nobody's staring at you right. at that moment. Right. You'll be more, it's, you can it's, analyze it's a beginner it. step. That is a good yeah. To get to the next level, because there's times like Rachel and I the other day, um, we both commented. Somebody reached out to us for help. I replied to the person, hey, we're, you know, I'd be happy to walk alongside you. Rachel's work schedule is very difficult right now. And so if it's daytime, I'm going to be the one who's going to help you. And then later on that afternoon, well, Rachel commented and said, you know, it's really crazy. I can do evenings. And later on, on the phone, Rachel said to me, I just felt when you posted that, it made me look so bad that mm-hmm. I don't want to help. And I jumped and I said, no, what I was trying to do was protect you because you are exhausted all the time. Right. And what she wasn't saying you did it wrong, but I took it as in, wait, you don't appreciate the fact that I tried to protect you. Right. And now you're going to come at me. And so, and as soon as she said, well, now, now you're just yelling at me. And I was like, nope. All right. Hold on. Hold everything down. Hold it. I reacted way too quickly. And for that, I'm wrong because mm-hmm. you were just saying you're so tired at work. Mm-hmm. And now even beyond being tired, even though I tried to protect you, you are feeling like you're not a good person and everything else. So in that moment, it's bing, bang, mm-hmm. bing, bang. And I had to grind it to a halt mm-hmm. and slow it down. And again, we successfully navigated those waters mm-hmm. in that moment. 
But that's us. That's you. And how many people are in that situation and there's fingers being pointed because there's, there is no ability to go deeper than, well, F you. You don't appreciate. Like, you might not even think you don't appreciate. Like, you might even say it out loud. You don't appreciate right. what I do, but you have no idea what you're even saying. You no, know what I mean? And, and, and you eventually numb it up because mm-hmm. those conversations go nowhere. Why? Because we go back to the beginning right. feeling versus feeling. Right. You know, and so I it's went like spy feeling. versus spy. She shared an emotion. <laughs> I jumped in with a feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, but that, then it was actually. That's, that is such a great breakdown, though. The, the, you, have your, you have your people that deal on feeling and feeling. And then you have people that can deal on emotion versus emotion, which is why we're here at the table. And where we got but in so, the conversation. But a lot of times, well, most of the time it's feeling versus feeling, I feel right. like, in this world. There are times where it's feeling versus a little bit of an emotional understanding, which is still two different languages. And if you're sitting at the table with us, you've probably tried to express emotions and yeah. been returned to somebody who just talks in feelings. Right. And you're like, wow, this is worthless. Right. Because it just doesn't mm. work. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm speaking English and you're speaking Russian. Right. But right. I mean, I say all of that to say it can be done, but even in a given moment, it happens quickly. And that was me that screwed up. And mm-hmm. me that had to climb back out of the rabbit hole and navigate those waters. And, you know, 20 years ago, Rachel doesn't have that conversation with me. I mean, she shuts down and attacks. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, after all this time, we've worked on it. She's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, and she was mm-hmm. able to get it there. Yeah. So next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the validity of emotions. Who, where do they come from? Are if they are as, as deep as our DNA, um, what does that mean to us? And so we're going to explore that in a lot more depth next week in part two. And then probably the following week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the narcissism and narcissistic society. And how it's manifesting itself in our world today. Yeah. But for today, that's going to do it. Uh, that's it for episode 177. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com or lunchtime.substack.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. 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 Nothing else matters in that moment. And Eric, super high. Back Zerkovich. And I don't mean to like be, you know, old man Eric. You're unhinged from reality. What are you? Fascinated. Fascinated. We'll talk about how, where they come from, God, and we're going to show how God exhibits it. <laughs>